Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Creative Process Podcast with myself, Jared Klein. Today on episode, oh boy, I'm going to have to look here. What's the episode? 32, I think. If it loads, are you going to load? Maybe going to load? I think it's episode 32. I'm almost positive it's episode episode 32. Yeah. Episode 32. Today, obviously by the title of things, you can tell what this episode is going to be about. Um, But first off, I just want to, you know, like I always do, I want to reach out and thank you for coming out to the episode today. Um, I know the past, let's see, handful, maybe like five or six, excuse me, maybe like five or six have been um, alternating with guests and then myself. Um, I know you guys love seeing guests on, so don't worry, don't worry, we're not leaving without guests, you know, we're going to have more people on, we're going to have more people to be able to tell their stories and um, be able to share everything with you guys, but yeah, so there's a little bit of a, um, sometimes, you know, schedules don't really work out and stuff like that, so when it comes to getting a guest, it's not always, um, not always picture perfect, so Yeah. Anyways, today we are going to be talking about something that gets glazed over, I think, um, when it comes to episodes with guests. But today we are going to be talking about how to build your design portfolio. This is based off of experience. Um, When I was in college, we had a whole course, like a whole semester course based off of Um, this topic and I'm kind of crunching it into a small, you know, sample size of, you know, what you can kind of get out of, um, get out of, you know, today, basically when it comes to building a portfolio, what you should consider, um, what I considered, what you, um, you know, different ways you can go, different platforms you can use, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, if you have a portfolio already and you have an established portfolio, you can listen in a way of how can I either improve my portfolio, what things have I not thought of, um, am I considering this or not, um, or you can just you know listen to it and if it doesn't apply to you, it doesn't apply to you. Sometimes it doesn't. If you don't have a portfolio, this will be a great starting point. Like if you're in college and you're looking to build your portfolio as soon as possible um, and you or you're just starting out as a designer and you haven't been able to get around to building a portfolio and giving examples of your work, this should be a great episode for you. So anyways, why build an online portfolio? Um, Mainly for myself, it was to establish my creative identity. Um, it was the showcase work that I was proud of, and it was for me to be able to see um, what I've, you know, what I've done. Um, it made it easy for myself to be able to to be able to, you know, go to a place where I can see my work all in one spot. Um, I get like one of the bullet points I wrote down here is. Viewing it as a time capsule. Personally, I like to view my portfolio as a time capsule because it gives me, you know, it, I'm able to see my progression rather than just stocking work on my um, on my computer um, and on my, you know, hard drives and stuff like that. 
it, I'm able to see it all there. You know, um, I'm able to look back on, on projects. Um, there's a great thing about Behance where I hold my portfolio. Behance allows you to have drafts. So when a project that you have on your portfolio is a little outdated, you can take it down and unpublish it, but it stays, you can keep it as a draft. So as the creator of the portfolio, you're still able to look back at those. You're still able to kind of, you know, dive into those. Um, but I like, I love it for that. You're being able to see my progress, being able to look back at my previous work and, um, look back at what I did well, what I did, what I did horribly, what I, what I could improve on and stuff like that. Um, and also having a portfolio makes it easy for possible clients to access your work, um, without reaching out to you to be able to, you know, to be able to make a judgment and make it easy for them. Um, as well as, you know, not let alone clients, but also employers. Um, if you're applying for a job and you have your portfolio on your resume or someplace to access a portfolio on your resume, it's easy for them to view your work. Um, so they don't have to badger you for things. And, and sometimes when it comes to easeability of, um, not easeability, but like seamless application process. And, um, you never know what small hiccup in your, in your resume or in your application process that's going to tip you off or tip them off to not consider you. I know some people, when it comes to looking at job applications, they see, you know, super small things, um, that, you know, that sometimes, you know, it's just, that's just takes, that, that it takes that small amount to be not considered, especially if some job positions or job openings or whatever you whatever you want to call it have so many applicants. Um, sometimes they're just super critical about how you present uh, present yourself and how you represent yourself and stuff like that. So um, making sure you know it's as easy as possible for employers or clients to view your work. That's that's why you should build an online portfolio. Um, when it comes to building your online portfolio. The question that I get a lot is which portfolio site you should use one or how should you build one? Um, there's no right or wrong answer for this, really. It's what it's what works for you. Personally, I use Behance. It works, you know, just as good as building your own portfolio. Yes, a website is super nice, and I think in the future, I will probably transition into getting a website um, and in building a website because I am doing a lot more personal work, um, i.e., this podcast, um, but also running, uh, having plans for running other things and doing other things when it comes to my career. So, in the long run, I think a website would be good um, to house a lot of the stuff that I am going to be end up doing. But at current time, I think my Behance portfolio does the job it does an adequate amount um does an adequate amount of showcasing my work of making a spot for me to you know to, for me to put my work into something and and it's a lot of hands-off you know plug and play type of stuff so i can build my projects very easy there and showcase my work very easily there um but you can use other sites um like dribble is a specific one when it comes to branding and people who primarily go in branding and I see a lot of UI and UX stuff on there as well as um, some some small motion projects on there as well um, there's another one that is in that is in um, collaboration with Behance and ran by Adobe it's called Adobe portfolio um, you can run that it's through your Behance portfolio but you you can have your own website I believe 
I have mine set up and I had to have it set up for a collegiate course and like my final portfolio review and everything like that. I had to have an online presence somehow. So I think that's the only reason I set it up. Um, but I, I, you can, it, it does basically, um, basically establish a website for you. Um, but it goes through your Behance and it links with your Behance. So it's really easy for projects to go on there. Um, when it comes to website builders, you can go with Wix. I've used Wix in the past. It's it's really easy. Same with Weebly. Um, and one that's coming up more and more now. Uh, it was super popular to begin with, but one that's coming up more and more is one that's called Squarespace. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of this. Um, don't worry, the podcast isn't sponsored by Squarespace yet. But those website builders are very easy, drag and drop type of stuff. So whatever floats your boat, basically. I've seen sometimes where someone's link in their bio on Twitter for their portfolio was a Google Slides presentation formatted into a PDF link that can very easily go into your portfolio or go into your bio or you can have a link to it and it pulls up like a PowerPoint presentation but you can you know you can design it how you want it it using using the words PowerPoint presentation is just to describe and give you guys a better idea but it's like a paged document pdf of different you know of your portfolio um i've seen that so there's there's plenty of different ways um to go when it comes to building a portfolio what to use for a portfolio and everything like that um next how to build your portfolio basically what i started as um i made sure i was putting content in my portfolio that i wanted to represent and that i wanted to be proud of. Um, I knew from the jump, I didn't need to put every single project um, that I worked on into my portfolio simply because, you know, sometimes it's just to get it done type of stuff. Um, Sometimes work that you do isn't always portfolio ready. I mean, it's simply put, you're putting stuff on your portfolio that is going to represent you the best in the best way possible. Um, Personally, for me, if I even have the slightest amount of doubt that except that X piece isn't to the best of my ability. I don't even consider it for my portfolio for my portfolio. Um, there's a handful of things that I've worked on in my job right now and in jobs in the past that haven't even seen the light of day with my name attached to it. You know, sometimes that's just how it goes. You know, um, sometimes you make stuff and sometimes you're just not the proudest of it. And sometimes it just isn't portfolio Um, portfolio material. And that's just, you know, that's just what it is. You are thinking about how to represent yourself in the best way. And, you know, sometimes things just don't go that way. Um, Start with knowing what your goals are when it comes to your portfolio. I know this is a weird question, but is it to showcase your work Um, when it comes to showcasing work? Is it for fun? Is it to showcase your work for fun? Are you looking for clients? Um, but like I just mentioned, is are you showcasing your work for possible clients or for possible jobs? There's, you know, if you're showcasing it more for fun, then you're going to be a little bit more, a little bit more lenient when it comes to what projects are on there. Um, for my instance, all my, I wouldn't have any drafts. I would keep all of my old work on my portfolio if it was just for fun. Um, but since I am, um, since I am using my portfolio when it comes to sending out to clients, and I had my portfolio ready when I applied for the job that I currently have, um, I'm you know a little bit more critical when it comes to putting stuff on my por- on my portfolio and what makes it on there. Are you is is 
is your portfolio to see your progress? Um, and is your portfolio to show your peers, you know, just some things to think about. So is your portfolio to showcase work for fun or for possible jobs, or is it to see your progress and show your peers? Um, those are some key things that I thought of why you would like what your goal is for your portfolio. Um, and also when it comes to building your portfolio, adding personality to your portfolio, that's a great thing. Um, that's one thing that I think is kind of undermined, especially when, um, especially within the esports community. In the sports community, you're, you know, it's more, I guess, real world to put it. It's more real world to put it, but to where, you know, your identity isn't just your logo and what your social page is. Most of the time in esports, you gain a job, at least when I was you know, getting freelance work and stuff. Most of the time in esports, you would gain a job based off of your social platforms. You wouldn't have to apply, go to an in-person interview, have people know you by your face, um, and everything like that. But adding personality to your portfolio um, sometimes is when it comes to explaining your projects. When I do this on my Behance portfolio, I add a little, the little bit of quirkiness that I have, the little bit of. Um, more, I guess, creative language that I have when it comes to explaining things. Um, you can you can add personal touches of your style. The great thing when it comes to this is look at content creators. When it comes to expressing your style, look at content creators, like vlogging content creators. Ones that come to mind are, um, for me, I, I watch Big E um, and I watch Jayhawk. Those are some guys that I think in my recent watchings, obviously in my recent watchings that their content isn't super tied down to one thing. They do multiple things, but when it comes to each of those subjects that they make their content about, they showcase their style very, very well. Um, another thing to add on your portfolio when it comes to adding personality is, you know, you can showcase videos, you can showcase videos of yourself explaining things. You can showcase, um, I know on some websites, if you use a website, when you scroll your main like header image or your slide image or hero slide, whatever you want to call it, um, can be a video. So it can be a video like for me, for my example, if I wanted to showcase myself like on my podcast, I would, you know, make sure something's animated like this using my hands, um, explaining things like this. And maybe I would use this as like a backing to my website, me explaining something on my on my um, podcast. That would be a good idea just to give an example. Um, or, you know, just simple things, maybe you don't, maybe even doing just a voiceover, excuse me, just doing like a voiceover to explanations of your projects. That'd be cool. Um, and also one thing that I'm starting to see people stray away from is just using their logo as their form of identification. I'm 24 now, you know, back in the day when I first started, yes, my logo was on my portfolio constantly. Um, and as my profile image constantly, simply because I had those issues with this is online. Do I want, or do I want people seeing my face? Do I not want people seeing my face? Um, and that type of stuff. But now I'm 24, you know, I don't, I feel like I don't have to worry about those things anymore as much. So I'm open to having my face represent me online. Um, you know, that's just the way of the road. Sometimes that's a decision you have to make, make with yourself. But personally, I think, especially as a designer, you should use your face as your primary identification rather than your logo. I think your logo in different types of collateral is your primary stuff. Obviously it gives an identity to you. Um, that's like your brand mark when someone can't see your face. 
Um, but yeah, I think using your face as a primary form of identification should be um, what you go for when it comes to your portfolio and everything. Um, all in all, when it comes to your portfolio, just have confidence in what you're putting on there. Have confidence in it. If you don't have confidence in it, and if you have the slightest doubt in it, um, it's like, what is it? Beyond a reasonable doubt. You know, if you have a reasonable doubt when it comes to adding work or deciding on what projects should be on my portfolio and which projects shouldn't, then don't add them. You should be 100% confident when it comes to the work that you have on your portfolio and you should be able to back it up. Um, there will be an episode when it comes down the road here about explaining your work. That'll be a more, um, a more like something I learned in college, like a more collegiate, more educative, more educated, um, episode, more informative episode, but that one will be down the road. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this one about portfolios. It's always a hot topic when it comes to new designers and, um, experienced designers on how they can improve their portfolio. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode 31 of the creative process podcast with myself, Jared Klein. Um, stay tuned for episode 32 and as always, make sure you tell someone that you love them. All right. I will see you next episode. Peace.